Media Studios, deep inside a secret underground bunker. We're speaking to freedom-loving patriots from all around the country and the world. Welcome to the Resistance. This is John Crump, live. It is another Monday, and we are happy because it's Monday, and we love Mondays, right, everyone? Everyone out there loves Mondays. Give me a big F in the comments if you like Mondays. F is for F you because I really don't like Mondays. We are brought to you by Tusk. Tusk is a cryptocurrency focused on the firearms market. You can visit them at TUSC.com. Actually, no, sorry, it's TUSC.network. Proudly sponsored by TUSC, the only cryptocurrency designed with the firearms market in mind. With three-second processing times, it's the fastest cryptocurrency on the planet. On the planet. With lower transaction fees than traditional credit cards, it's perfect for your e-commerce needs. For gun guys, buy gun guys. Visit TUSC.network for more information and join the digital revolution. Yes, join the digital revolution. And while you're at it, you can also go and check out Black Uh, I almost hit the button again. You can also go back and check out Black Swan Tactical as well and buy some t-shirts or whatnot. Black Swan Tactical, your number one source for 2A streetwear. With shirts, mugs, hats, patches, flags, and more, there's always something to help you rep the 2A community. All proceeds go back into our projects. Viewers and listeners can take an additional 10% off with code CRUMPY. Unapologetically pro-gun, pro-liberty, and pro-freedom gear for the front lines of the culture war. Yes, and the shooting, and not shooting, I thought red shooting gallery in England, man. Ah, yes, uh, the studio looks a little bit different. Are you going to take the red pill or the blue pill? That's up to you. And let me just say, you can go to johncrump.locals.com and take the red pill and sign up. Or you can go to flyingrich.locals.com as well. We are joined today by Flying Rich, who is my co-host. How Indeed. are you doing, Flying Rich? Good, good. We got to do something else besides just 3D printing all the time. <laughs> yeah, I, I realize that. But look, uh, Mr. Snow is a wealth of no, information. No, Mr. Snow is welcome topics. here anytime he wants. He is a really badass dude. And uh, he is dressed up today because he got dressed up because he loves being on the show so much. He needed to dress up. Let's welcome Mr. John Snow of... The Starks? I don't know. You know, not enough people have actually made that reference, surprisingly. But, you know, you got to look fancy when you're going to be on the, the number one investigative reporter show. You got to dress up for the occasion. Yeah, so, you definitely do. You definitely do because, hey, you know. So what is up, man? Man, I, you know, all kinds of projects. I'm actually at a point where I can take a breath. Uh, I've been through the Makers match already this year. I've been through Bear Arms and Bitcoin this year. And now it's time to catch up on some projects. 
Um, so we're having a good time. I was recently out in Los Angeles for a wedding and oh, uh, got roped in by 1776 Supply. Said, hey, come out and see us. So I got to go visit them. And uh, it's been a blast. But uh, I got lots of projects to get caught up on now. Are you building Very an cool. AUG? I will eventually. Uh, I am I am kind of in that beta group. I've got my AUG kit upstairs. I've got barrels to go on the lathe. Uh, but I, you know, I don't know that I have the capacity to like jump into another project. I got to finish up with, uh, the P90 kit. Uh, I've got a single shot 45 long Colt 410. That's really cool that I got to do. And, uh, I got to learn how to use my ghost gunner. Oh, wait, you just plug it in and push buttons. I've even done it. That's an option or you can actually use it as a mini mill. Uh, yeah, you can do, so you can do a lot more out of it. Um, my- I've been working with uh, Garrett from De- uh, Defense Distributed about, you know, figuring out how to cut parts and uh, excited to try to do a uh, probably pushing the machine possibly beyond its limits. But I think I can do a 1022 receiver on there. Uh, you probably. Uh, yeah, you definitely Ooh. should be able to. Oh. Channel Channel Mimba, Channel Channel Mimba, I don't know that, but Dark says, thank you so much for ADX, ADXR920 for becoming a channel member and helping yeah, to support Yeah, I think my uh, they joined up with me yesterday. Oh, that is awesome. You, so you cool. rock Thanks. ADX. Thank you so much, pal. We also see JSD Supply out there. Who is big into all this 3D printing stuff? Actually, I uh, I traded my Ghost Gunner 3 to them, and I got a Ghost Gunner 2 that I'm going to give to them as well, and it's just sitting over there. But, yeah, my friend Austin, um, of, he does something called um, Atlas Arms. He is, yeah, Dagny Dagger, and, yeah, I'm following Austin and what they're doing at Atlas, yeah. Yeah, uh, he's looking to use the Ghost Gunner to actually do some uh, do some of the stuff with the uh, Dagny Dagger. Dagny Dagger. I, I uh, so I got to hang out with Cody Wilson a little bit at uh, Bear Arms and Bitcoin, and I they didn't seem to be good friends, him and Austin. Oh. Um, but maybe that's changed. Oh, really? Huh. So you can actually watch Cody Wilson's talk from Bear Arms and Bitcoins uh, called death athletics and uh he's got some things to say about austin oh really is that online mm. it is it is as an investigative journalist it'd be something for you to see <laughs> yeah I won't rep- I'm, I'm friends with both of them so i'm not gonna no i'm with you i agree that there's you know there's not we all have our own specialties and unique abilities i'm all for let's all have fun and, and be focusing on the signal not the noise yeah oh it looks like jsd is gonna make a machine gun with his ghost gunner. Oh. Yeah. If only we were all as cool as JSD, let's be honest. Dude. Right, right. Oh, uh, I was going to give him a call a little bit later on and thank him. I got up, uh, I opened up the mail. I had this bad boy right here, another one. Cool. And I got another one of these. So it looks like I'm going to be doing some work. Another mop. Another mop. I have everything to build another one, so might as well. Yeah, I bought a couple of them, and I, I got to, like, get on the drill press and drill them. Yeah, I, I got to buy Although, a drill press. I've seen 2A 3D print. I think he's lasering them. That is awesome. Yeah, Matt Holmes from 2A 3D, he's, he's been working on it. He hasn't done the full, like, all the holes and everything yet, 
but he did laser off the tabs and it's coming where he'll do a full laser build with the mug. Yeah. Yeah. That that's pretty baller. That all of a sudden a laser interests me. And uh, Jordan was actually there at bear arms in Bitcoin as well. So he was there for uh, Cody's talk. He was driving a freaking Lambo down there. No, uh, he was McLaren. No, I thought Bob was driving the McLaren. No, Bob was in the Porsche. Bob was in the Porsche. Porsche. Okay, and then okay. boy, man, I'm all confused. Crumpy, and you trolled the uh, McLaren dealer almost weekly, right? Well, you know, you know the Xcal, the the new range that um, just opened up. That's amazing, by the way. Uh, the owner actually was a mechanic at McLaren, and that's how I got his financing by meeting all the really rich people who drive McLarens. <laughs> so, so basically, you asked the, like a hundred of them if they wanted to go in on them, and they got six of them to go in on them, and they gave him three, uh, gave him thirty million dollars to build a super range. That's crazy. I hope he's wildly successful. I hope so too. I talked to him. I was like, dude, that's a lot of risk. He's like, well, you know, I was talking to one guy and he said, yeah, what happens if I cause originally went to $5 million up in a range? And he's like, what happens if, uh, if you fail with $5 million? He's like, oh, it's going to destroy my life. I'm never going to be able to pay it back. I'm going to go bankrupt and everything. And he's like, well, what happens if you, if you go bankrupt with $30 million? He's like, same thing. He's like, then why are you going for $5 million? You're like, all right, well, I'm going for 30 now. <laughs> Oof. What you need versus what you want is a far cry. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that sounds cool, though. Wow. But he got he got $30 million for it, which is awesome. More power to him. So, John, I, I actually initially wanted you on for talking about the Voron and large format printers. But uh, let, let's go a little chronological. Tell us about your experience at the Makers Match. Uh, Makers Match was a lot of fun. Uh, I competed in two events uh, this year, being the printed pistol and the pistol carbine. So I, uh, I've i got some good footage on my YouTube channel and Instagram and all that stuff of some of those runs with the pistol. Somehow I didn't get like a single run with my carbine which is a shame because i actually won the carbine division uh so i got first place for the carbine division i don't have any footage uh but i ran the king cobra which you know i built the bolt myself built the gun out that was a lot of fun Uh, i was one of the people that got to be on the original design team of that king cobra for mussy and durwood who did the majority of all the work uh but i got to help with the bolt design and it was an absolute blast uh of course, the King Cobra 9 does some things very different from any of the other blowback systems out there. It's got this magnetic braking system that makes it feel a lot like a roller-delayed MP5 kind of blowback. It's really interesting. Yeah, that, that kind of amazes me. Magnetic, that there's enough force to, you know, with what, rare earth magnets to make that work? Uh, not rare earth, so neodymium. So we're going to okay. use neodymium magnets, and you know you can stack them. So mm-hmm. uh, the more 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 like coin size neodymium magnets you stack, you're going to actually uh, multiply that force. So it's it's pretty neat. That sounds really cool. Um, I'm big into magnets. 
<laughs> yeah, and you know, know how do they work? Kind of geeky. <laughs> Magnets, how do they work? Uh, yeah, it's, but that's the that's a really cool thing. Uh, I mean, Miklik or Mitchlik has got his magnetic recoil buffer system for ARs as well. So it's there, there's a couple of neat things going on out there in uh, firearm world of magnets, but I've never seen anything like the King Cobra system where it's really a magnetic braking system. That's kind of new. Maybe one day we'll figure out how magnets work. It's a, it's magic. It's, it's magic. my understanding. They're sucking energy from alternate universes. Yeah, you know, like, I don't think Rich got that. I think you did, Mister Snow. I'm with you. ICP. They did a whole song about magnets oh. and how they're like magical because no one knows how they work. Oh, okay. Not not the big, you know, up on my ICP catalog. And it, and and the thing was, it wasn't like a joke. They actually did not know how magnets worked. And they thought no one did. It's a mystery for the ages, truly. Yeah. Uh, I guess, so, uh, Rich, Rich, man, you got to get up on the ICP, man. Pass. Why? So I love. I, I, I know love they the exist. Gun. I I just you know don't. I love be a the gunmakers. I love the gunmakers match as an event where you know 3D printers and builders can come together and really kind of show off what they've done. Uh, and there's nothing better than some of those after-hour events where you know you get kind of some of these brain trusts together. Um, you know, that when you sit down with folks like Durwood and um, IMA and, you know, these guys have just done phenomenal stuff. And you say, you know, I've been having this problem. How would you how would you achieve that? And the first guy may not know, but third or fourth time, you're going to get this stroke of brilliance that that is really cool. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, the makers match. I, I want to get down there. It just I, mean, I think you guys plan it so I can't go. Well, that, that was – so the Makers match and the gathering. So the gathering was like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And my plan was to go to the gathering Thursday, Friday, and then the Makers match on Saturday. Okay. And I happened to start a new job, and it was the weekend of a gun show, and I still had a whole bunch of JSD stuff to sell. Every time there's a Makers match, someone in my family dies. Oof. Ouch, John. Ouch. That's uh, that's, that's harsh. Two years in a row. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to work on that. We'll do everything, maybe more goat's blood, more chickens. I don't know what it's going to take, but uh, we'll try to fix that. I, I think you need to sacrifice uh, Chupacabra. We'll we'll track one of those down and uh, have Bigfoot perform the ceremony. I, I got yes. to fi- I, I find Billy Witch Doctor. We'll, we'll do what we can for you. I'm not sure uh, where the next one will be held. Not sure when the next one will be held. Um, but, yeah, it's a good time. Um, it is a sanctioned event. It is not just a gathering of random people getting together to shoot 3D printed guns. This was a sanctioned competition through Guns for Everyone. Uh, so it was a really cool, cool event. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it just... It's it, it sounds like a really cool event. Maybe I will compete in it one day. I don't know, but I really want to get down to Florida. Um, haven't been down to Florida in about a year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I really, really need to get down there. There's some good, uh, you know, I think Florida is like, there's some amazing companies in Florida from Knights Armament to Caltech 
Uh, you've got uh, Zafiri over on the West Coast. Um, you know, there's some Diamondback firearms. You know, Diamondback, Knights Armament, Caltech, they're all within like an hour from each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's some really cool places to go visit, talk to these guys, and see what's going on. Yeah, uh, Jordan out there, he really likes Maker's Match. Yeah. So Jordan's been a wonderful sponsor from JSD for the last two years, uh, as well as Polymer 80, 1776 Supply. You know, there's some great uh, prizes on the tables. Uh, I will say that I, I, I paid uh, $75 for an entry fee to be able to compete, and I definitely took away more in prize values as just a regular competitor. So it, it was it was awesome. Yeah, what was in the what was in there? All kinds of stuff. Uh, so the the chief prize was of course a Ghost Gunner three. That was the big prize on the table. At Cody, but then you had everything. You had everything from uh, JSD lowers seventeen seventy six had a bunch of Cerakoted polymer eighty stuff. They'd done custom work on. Oh, uh, nice. I picked up another uh, Revelation three twenty slide from Patmos. So I'll be building my another MUP one with that slide. Um, you know, tons of stuff on there. There was three D printing filaments like nylons and some some kind of uh, great stuff from Polymaker on there as well. Yeah, that nylon stuff is not cheap. Yeah, Polymaker like carbon fiber nylon. Yeah, Polymaker really embraced the three D building the three D gun building movement, where other other type of filament companies they might not be too. Um, and on it, but Polymaker's really embraced it, which is kind of cool to see. Yeah, Polymaker's really active on Twitter and Instagram, really trying to support a lot of the builders and makers, and they make some awesome stuff out there. Oh, it sounded like somebody just got water dumped on them. Yeah, that's my automatic air drying system. So I've got a, I'm in the shop and the auto air dry system will kick on occasionally. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what do you have behind you up on the lift? Uh, on the lift is that's just a kind of an ATV thing, U- UTV, whatever you want to call it. It's one of those Kawasaki deals. Oh, uh, sounds like fun. It's just a good storage place to get it off the ground. So I got more shop floor space, not, not walking around it. You know what? Uh, should we let them know what I'm working on, Rich? Mm, I don't know if you want to hold up on that. Okay. Why don't you hold up on it until you got something to show? Yeah, okay. Keep, keep a little secret for a little while longer. But, yeah, I'm certainly not just a 3D print guy. Um, you know, one of my big passions is actually uh, long-range precision. Oh, so, so, so um, am I. Yeah, I can't – you know, we're on – youtube so i can't touch it um but there's you know an mpa chassis in a six millimeter dasher that i'm building up currently nice i really like masterpiece arms uh i yeah, have I've got about, go ahead i got a couple other chassis yeah uh my favorite chassis uh let's see which one i, I, I mean i like my 700 i got like an old 700 that i have a tim lee trigger in and uh and everything else and uh and i put it in an mdd MDT chassis with a folding uh, stock like fold up. Um, it takes like like Accuracy International AI mags and stuff like that, and it's three in a wind mag, and that thing is like a tack driver. I got a Night Force scope on there. Yeah, I, I run Night Force scopes almost exclusively. Dude, that's that, 
they are so much better than anything else out there. Yeah, I could uh, later in the show if we got time, I'll walk up to the gun room and give you guys a tour. Um, I don't know if you Ooh. guys have seen a lot of that. No, no, let's do it. Yeah, I've seen some AG uh, IG pics of stuff. Uh, well, no time like the present, so um, <laughs> we'll we'll, go, we'll head up there. So yeah, this is the workshop area. Um, sorry for oh, you. Got a scissor jack in there also? Yeah, Jesus, so, um, you have a lot of toys. Yeah, toys are fun. Um, but we'll go into the gun room here. So it's on a different level. And we'll hit that button. And uh, welcome to the armory. Very nice. Oh, is that Barrett? And the Barrett, yeah. Yep, so there's the Barrett 50 cal with the United Force optic on top. Nice. Uh, reloading station. I saw Couple, all the reloading uh, stuff. I should have not have done that. So do you reload for the Barrett? Uh, you know, I don't for the Barrett yet. I plan on it. Uh, but those Barrett reloading systems are a whole different animal. So uh, those are Unless you get, little... like, the Lee Precision one. <laughs> yeah. You know, right now, uh, I mean, the Barrett is fun, but it is not – those Barretts are actually not known for their accuracy. Um, but they're a good time. So if, if, if I want to shoot accuracy, I'm going to do some other, other calibers. Mm -hmm. So I can shoot uh, military surplus um, 50 cal at 250 a round. 250? When, when did you buy that last? Uh, a couple of months ago. Really? Who would you get that from? Lake City Brass. So the reloads that are all annealed, Lake City. Um, oh, okay. They got for 50 cal for like 250 a round. Huh. Yeah. Um, I used to have a Ritter and Stark. Which uh, they unfortunately are no longer around. Uh, I it was the one with the with the the exchange the inter interchangeable barrel, so you can go from anywhere from uh, like three hundred eight to three hundred Win Mag to to the the three thirty at Lapua. Yep. Nice. So. Uh... My 338 Lapua is actually a Barrett N98 Bravo. Oh, nice. So there's your N98 Bravo right there. Um, you you weren't magnet fishing and found them, were you? No, not this one. And, of course, that one also <laughs> is a bit unique because uh, it's actually got the Boar's computer on it as well. Yeah, that's what I was looking at. That's cheating, by the way. But... I would do it. You know, if, if, you, if you find one. yourself in a fair fight, your tactics suck. Yeah, I said I would do it if I had one. <laughs> I've also got a Kestrel. So, you know, if I'm really shooting, I'll use the Kestrel ballistics calculator. Nice. You know, like most of the people out there that came here for the 3D printing, now they're getting the long range shooting. Well, yeah, I was teasing yeah. about the Voron in... Uh... So do you have to drive a lot of, like, whenever I go long range shooting, it's like a two and a half hour drive to anywhere. I mean, you can find like, a, if you want to shoot over a thousand yards, you have to go more, more than two and a half hours away from DC. I've got two ranges near me that are a thousand meters, uh, both within about 20 minutes. And then I've got a 2000 meter range about two and a half hours away. Yeah. What's your longest shot? Uh, about 1500 meters. All right. So I haven't stretched it out to the to the two yet. It's uh it's getting there. <laughs> I got you by that much. 
<laughs> and I'm really about hunting groups. Um, not so much, you know, bullseye accuracy. Um, yeah, I got, I mean, I did a, a 1700, 1700 meters is my, uh, wow. That's a three shot group at a thousand. I thought, oh, nice. So yeah. I'm, I'm seeking, I'm seeking the, I'm seeking to do like, you know, five shot groups under three inches and a thousand. That's really what I want to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was just trying to to stretch it out there right before I got rid of the 330 at Lapua. So I got, I got 1700 yards on it. Yeah. The, uh, for those that don't know or understand what a 338 Lapua is, um, here's a, here's like a snap cap for a 308. So that's about the size of a, of a 308. And here is the 338 Lapua. Yeah, it's, so, it's a it's a big ass round. Yeah, big big animal. Uh, nothing compared to the fifty, but yeah. Well, you know, it does it for for what it does. I mean, it's. I mean, Doesn't it's, the the Lapua have more energy past seventeen fifty yards than a fifty cal? Not energy, but it is moving faster. Yeah, it's moving faster. That that's how they make up the the Lapua makes up a little bit of the difference between the fifty and the Lapua by being a hotter round. Um, and I mean, they they are more accurate. They're, you know, ballistic coefficient on the three thirty eight is better than the fifty. Yeah. So it's wind drag. It's it is just a more accurate round. Uh, I'm getting into that six millimeter dasher. That's a that's a whole other world. I, I, haven't, I haven't shot that yet. The three thirty eight Lapua is the round that has the longest sniper shot ever. Yeah, which is like something something insane, like twenty six hundred yards, or you know, it's yeah. Well, no. Well, if you ever read the story, he shot it and he was like aiming up at the sky, and it was so far away that it hit in front of the guy, and the guy like looked down and saw like you know the <gasps> dirt fly up, and, and he was like, and, and the guy was just like. What the hell? I, 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 what the hell was that? So he just kept on walking. Oh, jeez! <laughs> they realized someone was shooting at him, and they shot him again. But that well, time it hit. Those distances, you're outside of supersonic speed. Um, so it's literally you don't hear the gunshot, you don't hear the crack. Literally, something you just heard an impact. Yeah. And so I would that would that would be weird. But, uh, you think something fell off a plane? Yeah. The, the guy looked down, and uh, apparently he just like looked down at his feet and kept on walking and by, by that time the other shot was going yeah because i mean the the flight time on that i think was over six seconds yeah and that is the amount of movement that occurs in six seconds is obscene um yeah yeah that's why uh, that a canadian guy i believe right yeah i think so yeah and then uh, then we got a bunch of pistols and shotguns as well a nice so, Rich yeah, is so a like shotgun guns. guy. I like shooting. Favorite shotgun round or, or shell? Uh, I, well, for for what purpose? Uh, <laughs> just just to shoot, fun. Uh, just for fun shooting. Uh, you know, if I'm out shooting sporting clays, I generally shoot the state rounds because they're relatively inexpensive. Uh, I prefer the double A loads, but they're like really expensive. At what gauge? Uh, Twelve gauge. You like twelve? I like four ten. Four ten is a lot of fun uh, when you're looking for you know just to have a great time. There's I, nothing wrong. I mean, I, I, yeah, I got four seven. 
I have a side loading a side loading Henry with a brass receiver, uh, like lever action four ten. That's cool. I love it. It's my favorite gun. Yeah, those are those are so much fun. Uh, but I prefer. I mean, so I like the longer shots. Um, so I mean, I'll take a I'll shoot at a clay at you know fifty sixty yards. Um, and I'm not going to do that with a four ten. Nah, I'm not that good. Nah, uh, but yeah, uh, I haven't really got into clays. Last time I shot a clay was with the Turkish bullpup. <laughs> nice. And, um, and there's a video of it somewhere. Uh, sporting clays is, is kind of an interesting game. It's a hundred hundred rounds per game where I shoot at, and then all the throwers are kind of out in the woods. So you don't really know where that bird is going to come from, that clay disc. It comes up out of the palmettos or from behind you. Uh, we've even got a couple stations. or We used to have one station at this club that I shoot at where we bounce the clay off of a, off of a trampoline. Oh, nice. And then it would come up in the air. So we bounce oh, it off crazy. the trampoline. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then you got to pick it up and shoot it. It's, it's so a lot that, of fun. That doesn't sound like the OK Corral. Last- no. Yeah, last time I went shooting a clays, I was shooting a, a Turkish bullpup and chicken farmer, uh, Rob Olson, super lawyer mm-hmm. Rob Olson, was shooting a little, uh, like, shockwave. A shockwave? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were hitting nothing. I've shot skeet um, successfully with a 410 judge. Oh, nice. No way. You're like. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it was it was fun. Uh, but no, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I, when I'm really going out to shoot competitively with the other guys, I'm going to shoot an over under, I'm going to shoot a 12 gauge. Yeah. That, that's what we should have been shooting, but it was on heller day and we just wanted to have fun and make a cool video for, uh-huh. for the GOA site. I think Eric Pratt was out there shooting an AR clays. <laughs> um, Did he get I, anything? I had, I have shot some um, high standard twenty two caliber machine guns at Clay's. That was a good time. That's that's really nice. I didn't hit one. A couple of the other oh, guys did, but I, I did add uh, Iraq veteran, like a not the last one, the one before. Yeah, like total beginner's luck. It's like the second mag, you know, because first mag I just dumped the mag. The second mag I did like a like two burst and boom, got it. And then after that, I couldn't hit another one. Yeah, should have walked away. You were ahead. Yes, yes. I'm like, boom. Oh, I got it now. And I'm like, yeah, no. But I did get a video of it. Yeah, that's what counts. Yeah, Rich. <laughs> Rich loves going to IV eighty-eight meets, so he oh, yeah. can ditch me and, and and like leave me uh, trapped with uh, tactical toolbox and uh, Mister Guns and Gear. You're, you're a booth babe over there. Oh, you're talking about oh that story. Jeez, not again. Yeah. So that was, yeah, it puts me up with Rich, and it was just me, Hank Strange, uh, his wife, yeah. tactical yeah, toolbox, Mr. Guns and, and gear. Mr. Guns yeah. and Gear. Yeah. Oh, and Rich went to boo-hoo. a party without us. Boo hoo. Yeah, I went with the cool people. Sorry. Yeah, they were all. Well, out. you're gonna have to take away his banner behind him there. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Cause he wasn't. He wasn't uncle. Nah, I didn't get to shoot a lot at the last IV eighty eight eighty eight. Uh, Rich I've wanted. Never to, been 
I've never been to any of those events. I didn't go to the oh. Big Daddy one. I haven't gone to the Gathering. I haven't gone to the Iraq stuff. So yeah, yeah. go to the Iraq Veteran this fall. Uh, uh, that'll be I'll, a lot of fun. I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll be working the booth again. I think. I gotta get on the mailing list. I never know when they are. That's my issue. Yeah, uh, they, they try to keep it secret. Um, but we'll, we'll get you on the super secret mailing list. <laughs> it's it's See, not hard to get how, on. That's how uncool I am. I don't even know when they happen. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's not hard to get on. But yeah, uh, it, it's real fun. But I end up staying in the booth most of the time. You're the booth babe. I'm not the booth babe. I have no idea why you call me the booth babe. Because <laughs> everybody wants booth. to come see you in the booth. That's that's how it goes. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> no, not just so, Even though Rich wanted to stay with me last time. Well, that that's because I stayed at the Roach Motel. I'm I am not doing that again. Yeah, but then he found out that uh GOA's cheap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went for GOA and they made a room together. Oh nice. Was it was that when you were gonna like rent a nice car too for that event, but then you decided not to? Yeah, I was gonna get a Porsche because at the time the Porsche, the, like nine eleven twin turbo man, was really? cheaper on. Well, you know, it was. I was trying to find the cheapest car, and uh, uh, and like the supercars and stuff like that were cheaper on Toro than I could rent from like the local companies. So I was gonna do it. And then I decided, you know, people were going to see me pull up and be like, GOA rented him a freaking supercar. Right. No. Right. It, it, so I ended up well, paying $5 more and getting a dented Honda. A, not Honda. What was it? it was a Hyundai Elantra. That sounds like poor decision making. For optics. For the sake of optics and political pressure, you caved. Yeah, well. You know, I also I didn't want GOA to be like, why the hell did you rent a freaking Porsche? And the answer is because I have you have a wrestling belt that declares you the world champ. Well, that that yes. is true. That's where I got that I mean, from. That that would have been a great answer. This is what the world champ drives. Uh, so, John, I, I got a question for you. I, we we did tag this with the Voron. Um, yes. How how are you doing with that? And we, we were kind of talking about economy of time. So how do you feel about the amount of effort, time and effort that goes into it? I mean, it, it's a costly printer because you're probably spending about $1,000 in parts, right? Uh, yeah, about $1,000 in parts. And I would say roughly somewhere around 40 to 50 hours of construction time. Um, would I do that again? Probably not. I had a it was fun. I had a good time building it. It is absolutely a faster machine that produces fantastic quality than like my Prusa that was also a thousand dollars. I have a 350 cubic boron, uh, really cool. Currently tuning it up and setting it up, going to be exclusively for the Coex glass filled nylon, is what I'm going to end up running on that machine uh, pretty much exclusively. And it's been a lot of fun. Uh, learned a lot. If I had to do it over again, I'd probably buy the $1,500 Shredoon um, and just be done. <laughs> and, and what was that? The I didn't even know the, the brand. Uh, Tradoon, I think is what they're called. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure who produces those, but if you go on any of those, uh, like the form bot kits or any of the, mm-hmm. you start looking for the, uh, 
the Voron 2.4s, you're gonna you're yeah. gonna start running into those those Tradunes that are pre-assembled uh, for like fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah, the, you um, basically open up a box and you just <laughs> plug it in. It, is it a 350 cubic volume? You know, I don't remember exactly what that one is off the top of my head. I think it's a little bit more. I uh, no, I don't think it's more. It could be. Uh, I've got a bigger one that I need to work on. Um, so this is the biggest 3D printer I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's funny. That's 18 inches long by 14 inches deep. This sucker's huge. Uh, and that was given to Rob Pincus? Yeah, so that one was given to Rob because uh, the guy that was making it ran into some blocks of, you know, and he, he couldn't, he, he, his time was no longer worth the effort to put into it. So, so I get it to play with <laughs> somehow that's, I, I signed up for that. Yeah. Okay. I'm actually super excited about this little guy. Um, so in that box is an Ender two pro, which is, I think the cheapest, smallest printer that can produce like an AR 15 and Glock and Glock frames. Nice, nice. Um, basically, back in the old days, I mean, you had to build your own printer. Yes. Um, and, and, and I mean, but there's a big difference between building and assembling. You know, when you have all the parts in the box that is pre-programmed as a nice product with great instructions, like, you know, the enders and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, like an Ender 3, if it takes you three hours to put together, you did something wrong. Okay. You know, that's... Okay. Uh, uh, the the Trinoon is... Actually, they have they have two different models. Uh, one's 400 by 400 by 500. And I know Tronxy, T-R-O-N-X-Y, they make some big ones, too. Yeah, yeah, but I I saw some really bad reviews, but it was over a year ago on the Tronxy. They they had a Core XY, and uh, you know I'm looking at YouTube reviews. I don't know if the current one is real good or not, but the so the Tronxy Core XY I think it was like three fifty on Amazon, which I was kind of shocked at. But it's just like the frame; it doesn't come with the board, doesn't come with anything. Oh, okay. So it's just like the frame that you got to actually then build out, kind of like the Voron. All right, so Putang's in with the the comic relief. Now, like, uh, like a long time ago, like when people started first three D printing, they used to have like maker groups. This before anybody printed a gun. You're talking about on the IRC. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you would have to like source the parts or have other people print you the parts and stuff like that. So, I mean, it was a lot harder and took a lot longer, but you did get a sense of community. Well, and, and that is definitely there with the Voron. Voron has a fantastic discord group, uh, that, that is really, really active and they're constantly improving that machine, those machines, uh, in really interesting ways. Yeah, there's a, a print-it-forward group uh, with the Voron community. So it's like, hey, you built your Voron, and if you want to help the next guy out, you can print him parts and, uh, you know, basically, you know, pass it forward, the, the 
the help that you got. So that that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's that's the way it used to be before, like ever, before, like printers became kind commercialism. of commercialism. Well, I mean, I I don't want to be like the old guy that you know complained back in my day. Back in the day. But I mean that's the that's the way it used to be. Um, I, I would never be able to do that uh, now. I'm because... halfway to the John back in the day because I my first printer was an A net A eight. It's actually still right over here, yeah. which takes eight hours to assemble, and that's with somebody good with a screwdriver. Well, the, well, the whole thing back in the day, back in the day, you would there there was no instructions. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, you had to like, like, hey, what the hell did I do here? And then so the, something like an A net. Uh, I mean, I could block diagram that crap out in a heartbeat and tell you what everything does. It, it's pretty self-explanatory. Something like the Vora on the Core X Y setup. I'm like, I'm not sure how that works. Well, and it's not a standard Core X Y. You know, the Z the Z axis on the Voron has four separate stepper motors, and the whole thing is belt driven. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really fantastic in the fact that the entire gantry actually lev- uh, levels out on those four stepper motors. It's it's really cool, um, but there's a lot of work that goes into it. Yeah, it sounds like it, but I, I think I think it's worth it. But only if you have time. Like I have kids now, so I would never be able to do that. Yeah, I am super excited about the Prusa XL coming out because um, that's one thing that you know. In my home space, I've got, you know, the Prusa Mark III S, I've got the Voron, and I've got an Ender 3 V2 all right next to each other. Um, and I do find that even with the Voron, I keep going back to the Prusa just because it's more of a tool. You know, mm-hmm. I don't have to mess with it. Yeah, the, I hit the button and it works every single time. The Prusa XL is, it's like no assembly, right? I, no, I, th- I, you know, I don't know. I don't think anybody knows yet. No, I thought I heard a rumor I, where it was going to come pre-assembled. I, I assume it's probably going to be pre-assembled. Huh. Uh, you have some selections between one print head or five separate print heads. Um, it's really interesting stuff. Yeah, it, it could probably get really expensive. I'm I'm looking I forward to that. I think single single print head units about two thousand, and I think the five print head units like twenty five hundred or three thousand at thirty five hundred. It's thirty five for all of them. Yeah, yeah. So I've ordered a oh. single head unit. Okay, I, I, I just looked it up. Uh, it's basically you can get it semi assembled or you can get it fully assembled. I always generally recommend uh, the semi assembled stuff because those things are going to break no matter how great they are. Those machines are always going to break down. So if it's something you've built or semi-assembled, you've got a prayer. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's four hundred dollars for them to assemble it for you. Well, and I, I'm kind of embarrassed about what I'm about to say is because the Anet A8, every screw on that thing I've turned myself. You know, there you got parts. Now you weren't stripping wires, soldering them, and crimping them. You didn't do any of that. But, yeah, if anything breaks on that printer, I know exactly what's going on. And this is going to be the ultimate and dumb. The the uh, Ender 3, when the thermistor went, I was like, I don't know how to replace that. Like, well, I'll, I'll pull the cover off the hot end and figure it out. But it was like, I don't know how to do that because I didn't put it together. 
Well, Rich Rich was going to uh like freaking drill my, my Ghost Gunner three. Well, I, I could have fixed it. So one of the, the Cody's like, Don't brought, have him do it. So the coupler, the drive coupler for the one of the Z rods on the left side uh came loose because shipping quality of packaging was an issue. No, no, that was uh, something. It fell off the back of the box or something. <laughs> no, seriously, so, it, like, it, like, it like fell. Like re- Realistically, all that had to be done is uh, a grub screw had to be like backed out, the rod jammed in, and the grub screw tightened. But the way it is, the aluminum block there, I couldn't get access to it even if I had you know a ball head. So I'm like, all right, I can grind some, you know, uh, grind away some material and get in there. It's not going to be critical to the functioning. But I said no. That's when Cody Wilson said, I'm sending a shipping label out right now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I'm excited to mess with my ghost gunner. Um, I'm trying to get, to get it to... I'm excited about trying to develop a program, program for the uh, 1022 receivers. Uh, from scratch, uh, I've got a couple of zero percent kits coming, um, and uh, Garrett was so kind as to actually share with me the three D printed version of the lower of that zero percent. So mm-hmm. it's going to be this interesting mix mashup of machine the upper portion of an AR fifteen, screw on a three D printed trigger housing, and all that stuff. Should be this horrendous Frankenstein of a build. Um, so it should be a lot of fun. That's cool. But so, that's awesome. you know, with, with uh, the AUG, any considerations on, like, ghost guttering up an AUG receiver? I, you know, I haven't looked at the AUG yet. I haven't even looked at the files. I am so buried with P90 and other projects oh, okay. um, that I have not jumped into the AUG files enough. Now, being a 5.7 nut, the P90 project really interested me, but who's who's supplying the barrels in the receivers for that? Uh, so it's an internal guy right now by the name of B. Um, sorry about that. So he it's all, it's really slow currently, but uh, it, it'll get there. Because I asked uh, Zip, I'm like, hey, how about a 5.7 uh, arc? That would be crazy cool. And he's like, yeah, you know. Just the speed of supplying the parts uh, seemed to be an issue. Rich yeah, uh, it, likes everything 5.7. You got to understand that 5.7 by 28 round has the same chamber pressure as like a 50 BMG. It's over 50,000 It's over fifty thousand PSI chamber pressure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Rich is just, I have no idea what the hell is up with him and, uh, and like the 5.7 round. Yeah. It's going to be the year 5-7, whether you like it or not. Between what Ruger has done, uh, MPA has a 5-7 uh, Mac platform coming out that I've already ordered. Um, <laughs> so did I. Yeah, I, I have my I have my uh, receiver, but the bolt is, is still MIA. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I bought it. And Palmetto State has the Rock, which I'm dying to get my hands on. I, I saw okay. it at SHOT Show. Keltec has their 5.7 pistol abomination yep. um, that I love. Yep, their P50. Yeah. So it's, I mean, there's tons of, I, I think a price per round has to come down 
if people keep making different guns, you know, FN has been solely in that space for so long is the only real manufacturer. It's federal, yeah, federal and FN. Yeah, so hopefully it's gonna gonna start coming out more. Yeah, I hope so. Um, they need to do something. Is this a cool round? It's a really neat round. Uh yeah, it definitely is. Yeah, the Tron pillars I got over the weekend. Red pill, blue pill. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I love the five seven round. Um, to be honest with you, I, I give Rich a hard time. But yeah, I've got the FN five seven. I've got a PS ninety, the sixteen inch version. Um, and I really like FN stuff, so I've also got an FS two thousand upstairs. Ah, I want one of those. They're the stupidest guns in the world, but I oh, love yeah. it. Yeah. Watching that brass come out the front of the gun is just so weird. Well, I, I've I've got the next best thing. I got the big brother to that. I got the uh, RFB. Nice. Yeah. So instead of five five six, I got three hundred eight coming out the front end. Those things are really cool. I don't have one of those. Yeah, they they blew that out one Christmas like two three years ago for like nine ninety nine. It was like. <laughs> Fine. That's my Christmas present to me. My uh, my kind of dream gun that I'm going to probably acquire this year, or next year, is from Nemesis Arms, um, called the Vanquish. So they fit down. They, it's a precision rifle that fits down into a backpack. Ooh, they're pretty slick. Or fold, folding and, stock and everything, I guess. Uh, yeah, folding. Well, it's actually almost like a. It's almost like the SB Tactical uh, bar stock that folds in on itself. Okay. Uh, the two rails, uh, but then the barrel just twists off like an AR-7. It's just got mm-hmm. a threaded nut that you just pull off the barrel. And you can switch between calibers just as simple as threading on a new barrel. I think Rich wants my AR-7. <laughs> yes, yeah. I, I am heavy into AR-7s right now. I got like four of them. Because uh, really? that's the platform I've been using to do that Hans sh- shot first seven. If you ever saw my little twenty two long rifle... Uh, Yes, yeah. That's all based off an AR-7. Oh, really? Yeah, all 3D printed receiver. I'm working on DIYing the bolt for the AR-7, the trigger, the extractor, and the disconnector will all be done through send, cut, send. They're super simple. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, the AR-7 is a really cool platform and rich really i'm surprised rich doesn't have it because it's yeah history is I, is it, tied to aviation right right yeah I, it's been in my cart multiple times for some reason i haven't clicked purchase yeah the, the history is tied to aviation there rich yep, yep it is i want it i want an m6 scout uh but i've never found one for a decent price that's oh. the uh the 410 22 long rifle over under I know exactly. Oh, right, right. That yeah. thing is badass. And uh, Chiapa actually makes one, or I think that's how you say that, the, the yeah. Italian company. Yeah. Uh, they actually make one now. It's in 12-gauge in 22 long rifle. Uh, I, would, I would do what 410. Well, uh, but it's got chamber adapters. So you can take your 12-gauge oh. and go to like 9mm, 45 cold long, 44, whatever. Uh, oh, that's okay. interesting. Really that 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 is kind of interesting. 
Uh, so it's called, I think it's called their X gauge system from Chiapa. And uh, I've got a plan to use that. It's like $350 for the kit. Uh, but I'd love to do a, a break open 3d printed 12 gauge chamber. Then you can just slam all those different uh, gauge conversions in. So you have like one break open gun that'll do like nine different calibers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that would be, that'd be pretty awesome. It's the ultimate uh, get home gun because whatever ammo you find, you can almost feed. Okay. Uh, right, right. A question for you. Where do you see the hobby of 3D printing firearms going in the future? I think it's going to get better and better, especially with the new rules coming down, you know, as the polymer 80 jigs and stuff like that. And, and all that seems to be super in question based on how that's going to be fought out in in the courts. Yeah. Uh, but all of the new frame receiver definition work, all of this new ATF rulings has like zero effect whatsoever on 3d printers. Yeah. I, I think they knew they couldn't do it. One of the interesting things about the rule, which is kind of interesting. If you read it, you can be charged with the conspiracy if 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 I if I if I sell a like a, like a frame and Rich sells the jig, we can be charged with conspiracy, even though we have different companies. And they can even charge you with conspiracy if you don't know each other. And the problem with conspiracy law charges, in my non-attorney expertise, is it flips the burden of proof. Yeah, it, it's a thought crime. It, yeah, it's prove you didn't. Yeah, prove, prove you didn't commit a conspiracy and that's really hard you know it's you really prove hard a negative it's like uh no i never talked to that person about doing this i just thought selling these things would be somebody would have a need yeah so it's going to be really interesting to see how all that plays out in court over time um i mean i i am still kind of the what happened to shall not be infringed i think we, right. we gave that up a long time ago and we're inching back into it uh, I gotta say, inching. Um, inching. We yeah, are. Yeah, inching we're winning. We're winning. Look at freaking half the states are constitutional carry now. Yeah, but that's you know, that's buying them in the store. They still, you could have the right to keep and bear arms in twenty-five of the states without a permit, but you can't get the damn gun, or you can't make it. You know, they're making it tougher to make. So if they throttle you that way, your right to keep and bear is meaningless if you can't get it. Yeah, but what, what I think what he's saying is we're still better off than what we were in the early 90s, or early 2000s. Yeah, in, in a way, but it's, it's a little asymmetrical. The, so the beef that I have is um, it, let, let's just – put on our ATF thinking caps, which means let's all think like crazy people. And if right now, let's just say their current interpretation of a receiver and a frame continues, uh, if, if you have, where's the thumb drive? If you have a thumb drive in a hunk of aluminum and a ghost gunner, do you now possess a firearm? Well, it could. No, actually, no, no. The, the, the hunk of aluminum is uh, specifically called out as not being a firearm. They could reinterpret what a hunk of aluminum is. No, they the they literally say a hunk of aluminum is not a firearm. 
Because they talk about flats that aren't marked, they have uh, or holes drilled are not considered firearms. Right, right. So uh, me panic buying. To Rich's point, though, if you have the right amalgamation of parts, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like so, I've got the set me flats, and I three D printed the bending jigs. I'm not sure if I got a firearm. But it doesn't matter because, as a personal private citizen you're allowed to steal the home build. Right. So it right. doesn't matter for you. Um, and I think that's some of the good news. If we're going to, if we're going to seek out some of the silver linings, I think that the ruling did say the quiet part out loud regarding the ability for a private citizen to have a firearm to take into a dealer serialized and sold. Well, well you know, it did, well, you which can... was always allowed, but they said that out loud now. Well, well here, here's another thing. This is another silver lining. Let's say I buy a Polymer 80 trigger kit, you know, like like lower parts kit, whatever, uh, slide and everything else. Now i got a firearm, right? According to the ATF, I can say, hey, Mr. Snow, go ahead and finish this for me because you're my friend and you, and you can help me work on my firearm. And you can do everything for me. <laughs> Yeah, I had that conversation with somebody recently uh, that, you know, since this is now since the MUP is, you know, in a jig, in a firearm, um, let's drill it out for you because, uh, you know, it's already a firearm. You bought it. It's yours now. So it doesn't matter who does what. That whole idea of not being able to share tools kind of dies on this new ruling. It does. So, in other words, you're saying uh, Oaks, Pennsylvania can have polymerity build parties and all the tools are well, free. Uh, they're to... not, they're going to get you there. You got to wait till the rule goes into effect, I think. Well, right, no, right, I think right. they're going to get you there either way because they're going to say now you're in the business of, uh, of uh, gunsmithing. And therefore, you need a license. So it is interesting, though, but I think private party stuff is which I mean, I don't think the ATF was ever, ever necessarily worried about private party guys putting guns together together, you know, oh, they sharing. were. Eh, yeah. OK, they they, they, um, they they definitely were, man. They. Uh, yeah, they're they're there's I've, I've read tons of shit on that beyond the scenes. <laughs> yeah, it's wild that, you know, you, oh, these guys shared a hand file. So now. Oh. Now it's a problem, or they shared a punch. Uh, it's wild. So in the past, whenever somebody has come over and wanted to use one of my tools in the shop here to finish a firearm, we've always had an exchange of leasing agreement with a receipt uh, that they were leasing the tools from me. I was not freely giving it to them. Um, yeah. I don't know if that's going to help or not. We'll see. Uh, Todd Wilkie has a good point. You can buy a a full like a, a full auto kit and as long as it's it, you don't drill that third hole it's not a machine gun even though you have all the parts to make it all you need to do is drill the third hole but you, if if uh you have a mup if you have this and a jig then you got a firearm freaking doesn't make any sense to me man well, not yet. So I gotta wait for it to go into effect. Yeah, we're 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 gonna sue. Um, that's, yeah, that's happening. Um, fairly shortly here. Yeah, I, I have a, I have drawers and drawers full of firearms. I'm I'm super excited about it. Um, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a lot of fun. 
and, and I, you know, I mean, that's the, I, I, all I, of it's, all of it's malarkey. Uh, but we'll, we just got to keep doing what we got to do. No, I mean, I, I think the way the rules written, it's very, very vulnerable to be able to. Yeah. So uh, I think it, that that's going to be hilarious when it happens, hopefully. As time passed with that rule, the more I think about it, the more I think it was a ticking time bomb. Was it intentionally written so bad that it would be unenforceable? Well, it was written so bad that Marvin Richardson got demoted. So there you go. That's how bad it was, right? And, and I love the fact they they constantly referred to the idea that this is a this is an interpretation of a rule, not the law. You know what? They replaced a gay black man with a straight white man. Shouldn't there be some type of protest over that? I'm not touching that one with a ten foot pole. No, no, um, I'm, I'm just saying that they, they they demoted a gay black man with a straight white man. Isn't that something that the Biden does? They always, you know, the Biden administration always talks about how they want to, you know, uh, you know, like equity. You know, the the deer wear Kevlar, and um, you know, my personal favorite from the Bidens is the understanding that. uh, Oh gosh, I'm not allowed to buy this. Oh, the cannon. What? No, Biden shot his mouth off twice on the cannon thing. I, I'm still baffled. Yeah, so this is not a firearm, so I think on YouTube policy I'm allowed to hold this. Um, uh, yeah, this is my billiard ball cannon. Now, did you make that yourself, or was that a kit? So the barrel portion was purchased from Coaches Club Cannons, but the uh, the actual chassis and everything I did make myself. Oh, very cool. So you can buy these. This is a... Uh, 1018 piece of steel drilled out to two and a quarter inch bore, all smooth. Uh, fits a billiard ball perfectly. Oh boy. Um, and it's a lot of fun. I've got a large block of ballistics gel uh, that I homebrewed over the weekend. Yeah, that I saw you. will make it till next weekend. I was going to make a comment on that, but uh, I decided not to touch it. I'll, I'll, My ballistics gel? No, I was gonna take I was gonna take that and uh, pit pit it like you flapping it to a two live crew song. You know, do what you gotta do, John. It's okay by me. Nah, nah, I'll, I'll probably get some <laughs> the naked cowboy and Eric IV eighty eight. That was kind of hilarious. I gotta find someone on Fiverr to do it. <laughs> not Fiverr. Uh, well, so I, 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 yeah, but I, I've got to, I've got to make significantly more um, to hopefully catch that pool ball inside of the gel. I don't know if I'm, I don't know if that's going to be possible. We'll see what happens. That's going to be so. Awesome. Are are you able to reuse the cue balls or no? I've never found one, so I'm not sure. Oh, <laughs> well, there you go. All right, guys, we've been on for over an hour. I do want to shout out Sabar Prince out there. Sabar has a show that's like really awesome. It's called uh, what is it? We talk shit. Yep. It's uh, I watched it and it's it it, it's really really killing it for. Are you talking about the episode I was on because that was especially awesome? I mean, I mean, just all those episodes. I mean, he's killing it like right off the bat. I mean, he's not like learning it. It's like 
I guess he must have studied everyone else's channel, and now he's like, ha-ha, you guys did all the, all, all the work figuring this out. Now I'm going to come and be great at it. It kind of pisses me off, Sabar. Oh, Just Vanessa joking. Kitty has a question here. She's wondering the range of the cue ball cannon. Undeterred. I have no idea so far. I, I got to figure it out. I've only shot it twice as a proof of concept, um, and I have no idea where it went, frankly. It went a long way. I, I know that I saw roughly about a two-inch branch come flying off of a tree. Um, so, yeah, I had, a, I had a mile of safe range through a forest. So we'll see what happens. Uh-huh. No. All right. One last question, John. Do we or do we not know if you're the first person to take a deer with a 3D-printed firearm? Uh, Hoffman says probably not. Uh, so Tim Hoffman, the creator of that, mm-hmm. uh, says that he did have somebody. It's in question. Uh, I am certainly, I think, the first YouTube personality, if, if we want to call me that, uh, to do so. So I did manage to uh, harvest a deer last year with a 762 by 39 on a Hoffman 3D printed rifle. All right. Well, there, there you go. All right, guys, guess what time it is? It is time to get the hell out of here and do other stuff. I want to thank you for watching. You can follow me at johncrop.locals.com. Check me out at John Crump News and Emma Land and everywhere else. You know, my social media links are in the description. And we also have my man, Flying Rich. Flying Rich, you can find Flying Rich on instagram at flying rich underscore official flying rich on youtube not fly rich not flying rich but fly but flying rich on youtube one word you can also find them on myspace and at locals at flying rich.com uh-huh. and we have mr snow the man of the hour that's going to give us some advice and plug whatever he whatever the hell he wants to plug uh, if you want to find me, the best way to find me is on your favorite search engine of choice, which I prefer DuckDuckGo. I prefer uh, Bing. You need to search uh, Mr. Snow Makes, all one word, Linktree, and you'll find a ton of information there from 3D printers. You'll find my uh, JSD affiliate link there. That's always fun. Uh, make more stuff. That's my advice. Uh, one of my favorite sayings is that Luck is the intersection of skill and opportunity. Have uh-huh. the skills needed when the opportunities arise and other people will call you lucky. So build as many skills as you can so that when the opportunity comes, people will call you lucky. Well, there you go. Good advice. All right, guys. We'll see you uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow we have uh, someone from GOA coming on talking about their new college program, which is going to be awesome. I will see you guys later, and uh, remember, go Caps, NHL playoffs, Florida Panthers suck ass. (laughs) If if you guys get beat by a Florida team, that's pretty bad. Florida teams have won the freaking Stanley Cup the last two years in a row. I remember when it was the Islanders freaking dynasty. Yeah, they don't don't have dynasties anymore. But the Caps are going to kill some from Florida pussy, um, you know, because of the, the Panthers, uh, you know, the, the demonetized. Uh, yeah, we're playing the number one C, but it doesn't matter because they're gonna win because they have OB. All right, guys, I'll see you tomorrow and enjoy hockey.
Dude, this little, my little Stream Deck, StreamYard built uh, functionality for Stream Deck in now. So it's so much easier switching. I need, I need to check that out. I've always run OBS into StreamYard. Yeah, you can do that. And then I've used the Stream Deck to switch into the OBS stuff. Yeah, but now now you can do StreamYard directly. You that just you know you you go you uh, go to StreamYard and they have the files. You just download it and uh, yeah, I can do names. I can do that. I can transition private chat. You know, switch everything around. Are you using a, are you using Voice Mod for the sounds with Stream Deck? No, uh, the sounds uh, all my sounds are ran off my Rodecaster Pro. Oh, okay. Gotcha. 